Hi guys. How you doing today? I am Apostle Dr. Deborah Allen. I am excited to come be with you today. I am the visionary and CEO of Igniting the Flame Publishing. On these segments that you are reviewing, we have brought our powerful authors from Igniting the Millionaire, Become Her, to Be Her. It's 30 powerful authors. We are interviewing them and you get to come in and hear their heart, hear their stories and understand why this anthologies was definitely necessary in this season. It is the season to ignite the millionaire in you. You are the tool that is needed in this season to shift, to build, to grow, to network and everything else you need to do to birth out that vision. Walk fiercely in your destiny. Thank you for being with us. Even as Dr. Pamela is doing these interviews with our amazing authors, I want to say congratulations for making two-time bestseller. Great job, everyone. Thank you for supporting us. Go out to Amazon and get your copy. See you guys later. Bye, y'all. You are here on purpose with a purpose by design. I am Dr. Pamela, and I have two of the amazing powerhouse authors of this book here. We've got Jody and we've got Jessica, and they are going to tell us all about them and a little bit about their chapter this evening. So let's go ahead and get started. Jody, for people that don't know who you are, can you tell us? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Pamela, for having us here today. Everyone, thank you for joining us. My name is Jody Solberg, and I am a mental wellness coach. I'm also a licensed and certified master hypnotherapist. And what I do is I help people to be able to tap into the power of their subconscious mind, to be able to strengthen their connection with their inner self, strengthen their connection to God, strengthen their emotional intelligence to be able to break through all of those things that hold us back, right? That keep us from moving forward and reaching our goals. So whether that's negative self-talk and limiting beliefs, if it's past hurts and traumas, I help you to be able to overcome those so you can reach your own definition of what success looks like in all those different areas of our lives because we're whole people. So we have our personal lives, we have our relationships, we have our spiritual connection, we have our work. And so to be able to create that harmony in your life and really truly become who you were meant to be. Well, and I love how you said your definition of success that's powerful because so many times we're trying to live up to somebody else's definition of success, aren't we? And so I love how you turned that to, you know, the truth of that. What is your definition of success? Let's live up to that, not up to what somebody else is. That is powerful, Jody. Thank you so much. Jessica, you're with us. You look fabulous and everything looks great behind you. Tell Thank us you. all about you, Jessica. Well, um, 
I'm just an influencer because my thing is when I found out that the Lord had purpose for each and every one of us, I decided and dedicated my life to become that. Um, I do podcasting, um, victory outreach, um, mentorship, discipleship. Um, I'm an intercessor. I do a few things um, within my community. Um, basically just trying to help people birth their voices far as being confident that God has something for them. Um, I've come from a place of poverty in Newark, New Jersey. And so um, a lot of people believe that there's not much um, beyond suffering. And that's a lie. God has really placed each and every one of us strategically in a situation to turn, like you guys always talk about, our pain into purpose, right? Um, and I'm literally a product of that. Wow, that is amazing. Pain into purpose. I love it. And it's so true that mm -hmm. we have a choice in what we're going to do with that. And who better to learn that from than from somebody like you, Jessica, who is a product of the product? You have gone from pain into purpose. And I love how you shared right away that you've just surrendered to that call of God on your life. Like, I know I'm an influencer. That's what you're saying. And so I'm influencing. I'm influencing through podcasting. I'm influencing through mentoring. I'm influencing through this, through this, through book writing, all of this stuff. You've just said yes to the call and realize that that means you're going to help a lot of people. Yeah. Wow. That is fantastic. I'm so excited to be here with both of you ladies this evening and hear some more. So Jody, coming back to you, I, all that you're doing, the people that you're helping, and again, just grabbing a hold of that statement, your definition of success. Tell us a little bit about your backstory, because for you to come out and say, hey, you have your own definition of success, that tells me that you personally know the difference between trying to live under the mantle of somebody else's idea or maybe that generational thing, what grandma did and mom did, or what my parents wanted, or what my, my spouse wanted. There are all ways, all kinds of puzzle pieces there, aren't there, that we can, that we could try to look at and say, you know, I was living under the guise of this success until I found my own. So give us a little bit of your backstory in regards to, we'll go anywhere you want, but touch on that aspect, because that is so powerful. And um, I'm so excited. And then we'll have Jessica share a little bit about her backstory, ladies. Then we'll bounce back over to you again, Jody, and then back to you, Jessica, to tell us about your chapters, just so you have an idea of where we're going with this tonight. So go ahead, Jody, take it away. Tell us about you. All right. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. When you're talking about your own definition of success, we have so many pressures and expectations from such a young age of what that look like of what we think we should do or what other people we think expect us to do or what society is expecting us to do and what path to follow and so for me what was very clear from a very young age was what i was called to do and what my purpose was i've always been very highly empathetic and i always knew that i wanted to help people i was very shy and quiet and reserved. Um, so for many, many years, this would have been terrifying to me to be in front of a camera and in front of people. But I loved connecting one on one. And I loved 
people and building relationships and listening to them and helping them. And so it was something that just naturally evolved for me. I remember in high school, uh, unfortunately, we had a fellow student who had passed away and my teachers really saw in me the ability to be a peer counselor and saw that people were coming to me for that guidance and that support and encouraged that in me um, to pursue that, that that was something that came really naturally to me. And so in college, I have degrees in psychology and sociology, and then I went on to grad school for clinical psychology. And I really had a passion and an interest in how people work right and how people interacted with one another so how our minds worked how again we were whole people so i wanted to look at not just uh, how you know one person was interacting but how we were able to build those relationships and interact with one another and that was really something that was special to me especially things in families so i started my career with children and families and people that were going through trauma and crisis and abuse and custody situations and then later i ended up working with people who were dealing with addiction and alongside of that, when I was in grad school, I actually started coaching women in business. I had a lot of student loans and I, again, wanted to use my gifts and my abilities to be able to help other people and to guide them. And so I had these two parallel careers for a really long time, um, but I was experiencing some of the things that I was helping other people through, which was burnout. So that was a big lesson for me. I went through a few episodes of burnout because I was such a high achiever and I felt that pressure and that expectation that you know, maybe I had felt externally, but I was internalizing it and I was putting it then on myself to achieve, mm -hmm. to perform more and more and to push myself. And sometimes when we do that, we keep getting signs that that's not the right path for us or that we need to slow down. And when we don't listen to the taps, and the whispers that we should slow down, then we get bigger and bigger signs until my body was really honestly shutting down. And it was telling me, okay, if you're not gonna slow down, we're gonna make you slow down. And so that all culminated um, in, about five years ago in 2018 to me really choosing to make a big lifestyle shift to truly start to take care of myself so that I could continue to take care of others at my best and as my highest self. And so I learned all the things I was teaching everyone else that I needed to practice what I was teaching and I needed to really focus on that self-care. And so I shifted what I was doing and I took all of the things that were my passions and really aligned with my values and my purpose and I left the rest. And I said, I'm not gonna keep pushing and pushing and overriding the signs and the signals that I'm getting from my body. And I'm going to build my virtual private practice, which is what I do now, so that not only can I take care of myself and then take care of others better, but I can reach a writer audience. And that's when I started speaking more. And that's when I started writing and became an author because I realized that through this virtual platform, not only could I take care of myself better, but I could actually help so many more people through those words, through those lessons I learned myself and I was teaching others in a different format. And so I never thought I would be a speaker. I never thought that I would be an author, but here I am and I'm so grateful that this is the path 
that I have chosen to follow and that I have been put on. Wow, that is so powerful, Jody. I have a couple of questions that uh, kind of bubbled up in my heart as you were speaking. Can I ask them to you? Absolutely, please. So number one, you talked about self-care. And I just would, for somebody out there right now that's going, I know I need to do, uh, I need self-care and I know I need to do that, but this, but that, but I'm so busy, but, but I don't even know what to do. What can you say to that person? Or is there a place you could tell them to start? Is, do you have your, your top three or the number one place or something like that to just give, yeah, a starting point or a beginning place for that person right now who's going, that's me, Jody, but I don't have the slightest idea how to do it. Yes, absolutely. I understand that completely. I have definitely been there where, you know, I would try to take a day off or I try to take a vacation, but I was still going, you know, in my mind and on the screens and, you know, all of those things I was, I was still going or I would think, oh, well, I can go get my hair done and my nails done or, you know, something like that. And that's self-care. But to me, self-care starts in your routine every single day. And so for me, I believe that it's building it into your routine to create a habit. So, um, for example, I started really small. I started with, you know, giving myself more wiggle room, not booking myself things back to back to back to where if one thing ran late, it just stressed me out completely. And it just was like this domino effect in my day where, you know, the traffic was a little heavier than I expected it to be. I was stressed. I was like, I'm going to be late. And then this appointment's going to be late. And then this is going to happen. So I started just giving myself a little more room, a little more space. I also would start with morning and evening routines. I call it book ending your days. Yes. Where you just start and end with just a little something. We all have a routine already, even if we don't realize it. Right. We have that, you know, routine where we get up, we, you know, go into the bathroom, we brush our teeth, we maybe get a drink of water, we take our shower, you know, whatever that is for you. Just add one little piece in there, something for yourself. So whether that's maybe drinking your coffee out on the porch and getting some fresh air, whether that's finding a time during your lunch break, um, you know, in the morning where you can take a walk or after work in the evening or, you know, just giving yourself a little bit of extra time, maybe turning off the screens a little earlier at night, give yourself just a little pocket, just add one tiny piece of self-care in, and that can make all the difference. And start small, start with those little things. Don't try to change your entire routine because that's what happens. People try to go all in and then they get shut down because something happens and it messes up their day, right? And it's unexpected. So we need to give ourselves just a little grace and just tiny baby steps to create habits. And so, yeah, figure out what that is for you. Is it morning? Is it evening? Is it during your, your lunch break? Or is it literally one minute where you can just set an alarm sometime during the day to take one minute to just sit and breathe, meditate, pray, whatever it is, you know, just give yourself that one minute to breathe. That can even be self-care in and of itself. Wow. 
That is so true. And I love how you're saying baby steps or little steps, not just let's just woo, you know, everything at once. And those morning and evening routines. Yes, they're so, so, so important to implement. One more question for you, Jody, And that was you said that you pretty much like reinvented yourself. I'm, these are my words, not yours. How did you know what you needed to let go of? Oh, that's a good one. So I, it, it took a lot, honestly. So it took for me, not just burnout, it was chronic burnout. It had been a few times where each episode, it got worse. So again, my body would shut me down and I would say, okay, I'll take some time and I'll recover. And then I just went right back to my old self, right? My old habits, my old routine, my old way of thinking. And so for me, what really hit home was when I just wasn't healing the way that I thought I could, or that my doctors were telling me that I should be able to, you know, if you find yourself getting sick over and over and over again, sometimes we just blame it on the kids or we, you know, blame it on something else and we attribute it to, uh, you know, something, we always have excuses. We always have reasons why these things are happening. And for me, what I learned that I needed to let go of were the things that were holding me back from having my overall health and wellness, right? Our mental health and our physical health are so connected. And so that stress and that pressure was taking its toll. And I, I happened to have a lot that was going on that year. Um, we had a lot of loss in our family. Um, I had a car accident that I wasn't recovering from as quickly as my physical therapist and my doctors were saying that I could have. And they said, you know, it probably has a lot to do with the stress and the things that are happening in your life and you need to take good care of yourself. And so that's what I looked at first was where was I feeling that stress and that anxiety rise? And for me, it was that pushing and pushing and overriding and um, like I said, the scheduling. And so now what I do is I build in those breaks. So I actually give myself the opportunity to not put myself in those stressful situations. And I give myself extra time to be able to get to where I'm going or to be able to energetically reset and to be able to take a breather and to do those things. So what I needed to let go of was anything where I felt that push, anything where I felt that pressure. And so that's basically what I started with was, okay, what is causing that? And how can I sh kind of shift away from it? And, and so that's where it was for me. It was, okay, what do I need to let go of? Anything that causes that feeling, that stress, that pressure, that anxiety. I love that. That's really powerful. And that is so empowering for people to hear right now that are going, okay, what, you know, I feel that all the time, Jody. what do I do? You gave some great pointers that if you're feeling that pressure to push, that's hurting you, you need to reevaluate that. Because like you said, Jody, so well, if we don't reevaluate that, then our body reevaluates re it through our health. And and that is not what we want to see happen. Thank you so much for sharing that background about you and giving us a sneak peek into you. We're going to come back and hear about your chapter in a few minutes. Thank you so much, Jody. 
Jessica, hello, hello, hello. Okay, I am so curious to hear more about your backstory. You've got, you have those, like my antenna are up because of some of the things that you said before about being the product of the product, going from the place, you know, from, from, from nothing to being where you are now, considering yourself that influencer and helping so many people. So tell us a little bit about you. What is your backstory that brought you to the place where you know that you're an influencer and that you're doing what God has called you to do? Um, honestly, when I was younger, my heart was just so graceful. Um, where people needed a shoulder to lean on, I wanted to be that. I became that. When people needed, whether it was toilet tissue or food or anything, a place to stay tonight, I was like, Ma, can't be, can somebody, one of my friends stay tonight? You know, different households and situations were going through different circumstances. And so, you know, I always felt the need to try to aid as much as I can. Um, and then, you know, growing up, that was the seat that God gave me. And it always made me to imagine what I wanted to be when I grew up and how I was going to help or give back. I always was that person to give a homeless person a dollar or $10 or $20. My dream is to show up somewhere and give homeless people on the entire block a $100 bill. And the reason being is because their faith. The problem with the world today is their faith. This is why people is they have so much anxiety and anxiety is just fear. And it's because they don't feel they have support. They don't have a backbone. So eventually that seed that God gave me, um, I started to get into mental health, um, work in that field as a DSP, um, a direct support um, professional. Um, but then after that, I began to go for CNA after my grandfather passed. Um, it was because the people in the nursing home didn't take care of him well. So um, I started to, the only way I could change that in the world for other people was to become that, you know, nurse assistant that people cannot, um, you know, they won't feel afraid. Where I'm from, you going to the, the, the nursing home, you want to tell these people how they're going to take care of your family members because of fear. You want to make sure they're being taken care of. So I felt like if I become that person and I do good, then, you know, good would be given back to me and my children because there's a cycle of life, right? There'll be one day I might be in a nursing home or I'll get old and I need assistance. So I just started putting out what I wanted to get back in. And so um, from there, um, People that I was helping, um, allowing people to stay with me, helping them with their independence, um, learning how to drive, getting their driver's license, learning how to take care of their self. If they needed to get on assistance and they couldn't read and write, I helped them do that. Um, if they just needed somebody to give them time to gain strength in it, you know, spiritually to become independent, I would do that. I would be that friend. If they need whatever they needed in the community, that's where I grew on to be. And then I found. God, <laughs> or shall I say he found me. And then when I learned that God actually does speak to his children, I wanted to learn how to become what he wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really have so much um, leadership other than my mom, which was a single parent. So she had to go and pay for the bills. And she taught me that God does answer our prayers. She gave me a book. She, and if I lost it, she would write another one. 
which was scriptures for times that I needed the Lord. And so when I used to be depressed because my family used to suffer from depression and in the generation is still is, is, is present, I used to write poems as a kid. And so I realized that writing down my emotions, it helped me to express them better. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I just, who I am today, it, it's a piece of everything that I've always been. And that's why God say, you know, purpose, it has a, a reasoning. It's, that's why it's called purpose. It's a calling. And when you find out what God wants you to be in his kingdom, you find out that there was always seeds there. So then when I learned about, um, you know, all of the outbreaks, uh, all of these people that's ending up, you know, getting murdered, you know, people feel like they can't trust the people that was paid to take care of us, the police. It was a lot of things that I saw that broke my heart that caused me to start my podcast and speak out about it. Um, so then I started to work more in a mental health field with mental disabled individuals. Um, and then I started to listen to the Holy Spirit within me and I started to pray for residents when I was at work. Um, and I started to be an example of what a nurse is supposed to be, not just physically taking care of people, but also praying and covering the souls. And so um, on my podcast, I started to speak out about the things that the Holy Spirit mourned about, how there was so much discord, um, domestic violence. It was a lot going on. And so I wanted people to know, you know, poverty from where I'm from, it caused a lot of people to turn on one another. Because everybody wants to provide. They want to make sure that they can give for their families and et cetera. And so my thing is, and this is why I wrote my, my title the way I did. When you know why you want to become a better person, then God will authorize that. He will be with you. He will cover you. And so um, my podcast, it I, I go over so many um, social issues, things, because my thing was when I wrote poetry, it was because I felt like I wanted to learn how to relate to people. I wanted to learn how to coexist with people without being misunderstood, without um, getting hurt, <laughs> because, you know, uh, women, we're emotional, right? We are very nurturers. We're nurturers, but we're very emotional. And yeah. so in the way we respond to society, in the way we respond to our family, because everybody is going through things, I decided to become a voice on a podcast. <laughs> and so hmm. as things happen in events, I decided to speak out about it. And then the more that I dug into the word of God, I understood what God intended for the earth what he intended for his children and yeah we're in the earth we know lucifer was cast down to the earth there's so much bad but guess what they're still good too yeah. and it's all about the perspective we have it's all about how we treat one another mm -hmm. are we going to aid in the bad or are we going to aid into the good you know so that seed of grace that god gave me as a kid it grew into a grown woman and so I want to have, you know, I wanted to grow my victory outreach program. I want to be able to, um, you know, women in the community, because they feel like people, parents die at an early age. People, dads die at an early age. They feel like they don't have people, they don't have big brothers, they don't have big sisters to help them understand how to do things, um, you know, in growing up, you know, or how to even become what it is that God intended for them to become. So I know that, you know, I'm just Jessica, but at the same token, I'm going to still try to be all I can be in people's lives as they need help, because that's what the ministry was supposed to be in the first place. And so, you know, the ministry doesn't have to, you know, technically be behind a pulpit. I serve in my community. 
somehow, some way, <laughs> with being creative, God allowed me to connect with very powerful people who work in the politics. And they needed assistance because there is a lot of agenda um, in the world when it comes to politicians. And so they wanted to be independent in their campaigning. And so my skills, my gifts allow me to be able to assist them in what they believe in their cause. And so I became a campaign coordinator. Wow. <laughs> no degree, no background, just a heart. And God gave me skills. And so from there, I began to help them. And as being a person that carries the Holy Spirit and tries so hard to be surrendered to the Holy Spirit in everything that I do, I began to encourage them and empower them because I saw their vision. I saw the heart God has for these people and how he wants to empower them and make change on the earth. And so then I met Apostle Deborah Allen. I felt like I didn't have the degree. I don't have this and I don't have that for people to listen to me. I love following behind people's steps because I believe in honor. I believe that without leadership, you learn that in discipleship, you have to be able to be humble and submit to leadership in order for God to bless you because God wants to honor the leaders just as much as he wants to honor the children that is trying to become. And so I understood mm -hmm. what homage means. And so I started to seek help. And when I did get hurt, because there's a process, right? Every inheritance with God, you have to learn to protect it. You have to learn to stand strong in it. Um, I went to different leaders and that's when I met Apostle Deborah, Dr. Apostle Deborah Allen. And she just really made way. She opened the door by becoming a publisher, by believing in the voice and empowering the voice of young women. Yes. And men, but mostly young women based off of the ma the mantle God had gave her. So, you know, that's when I became an author. And, you know, before that, I started to um, want to create a show called My Always Talking Topics um, on side of my podcast because My Always Talking Topics, I wanted to make it, um, you know, fun for people to learn God's laws and legislation so they wouldn't run away from their salvation, but come to the salvation so I learned that with just the seed of grace, God has birthed so much out of me and working with people with mental health and fighting for my mental health in the process. Um, I birthed my clothing line called Jesus Peace because I really want people to understand, you know, I know so many people that take medicines and they still suffer. And I wanted them to understand that peace is in the in, in the Lord It's in salvation. And God gives us scriptures about peace. Being able to fight and demand your peace against wicked forces in heavenly places. God means this when he says it. And so I devoted my life to just literally become an influencer because I don't have a degree, but God gave me purpose. He gave me a position and a voice. And there are so many people who believe that life doesn't offer them more, but it can but you have to go get it. That's why it's called redemption. When we get things, free uh, points, and we get free gifts, they say, well, your points are there, your gift is there, but you have to come and redeem it. So me being a voice and being an influencer, I just hope and pray to encourage people to go and redeem their inheritance from God because it's there. It's wow. there. That's my background. Redeem your inheritance. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> 
Okay, I need to ask you a question here. Um, you said anxiety is fear. And I'm like, whoa, okay, this is so good to hear somebody talking about this, bold enough to say it. Talk to us, pull or peel it back, the layers back a little bit about that. Anxiety is fear. Yes, it is. How do you know that? What do you do with that? Well, the Holy Spirit taught me. Um, we all have that internal GPS. When we have peace in certain places around certain people, right, they, they refer to it in today's culture as being um, empathic, right, as Jody spoke about, right? Go, Jody. And it's true. Um, your spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of you tells you where your peace is, where he have guided your footsteps to and where he did not. Now, we all got good hearts as nurturers. We we go places, we do things, but sometimes we our hearts get us into situations too. And so anxiety is fear because there's a lack of being in control. There's a lack of not having understanding. There's a lack of not having guidance. And so anxiety is literally like we say you get into your mid-age and you start having midlife crisis, but it's just anxiety because you realize, you know, what have I been doing with my life? I have desires, right? But what have I been doing? So I, real, I realized like midlife crisis came from not having a place, not having a belonging or feeling like you were successful. And all that is, is just control of your perspective. When you have a perspective and you expect things to be a certain way and it's not that way, there is a fear that creeps into you. Mm -hmm. And so then the Holy Spirit inside you, because God didn't create fear. And we know that God's presence is inside of each and every one of us. Otherwise, how are we breathing? Mm -hmm. And so knowing that God is with you, when you place God in a position of fear, then he signals back to you, this is not comfort and fear is just lack of having control when you don't have a control of a situation or a person or a place or a thing or a situation or a circumstance because there's a lack of control so you fear what the outcome is going to be sure. you fear where you're going to end up you fear what's going to happen next because I work my whole life to be this certain way, to build this certain uh, survival mode and way that I do things. And now stuff is not happening the way that I expect it to happen. Even the seeing citizens, they work so hard to be independent, but when they get older, they need somebody to help them wash. They need somebody to help them, you know, eat. And so then they go through anxiety a lot. They go through fear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's hard to trust somebody else outside of yourself. Right. You know what you can do. You know that you're, you're, you're going to be accountable and you can trust you. But when you have to put your trust in somebody else's hands, and for a lot of people, putting your trust into God's hands, it makes them feel uncomfortable. And so then they begin to fear. That is so powerful. Thank you for just revealing that and pulling the, the, you know, the covers back, the blanket back a little bit on that, because I think there's a lot of people that have been labeled with anxiety or they just know that they're suffering with it, but they don't really know where the root of that is. And you just expose that. So I appreciate that. And you gave an answer that as you turn to your, to God, as you turn to him, 
he is going to bring you the answers. He's going to direct your steps and give you the answers that you need. Wow. Wow. So powerful, Jessica. Thank you. Okay. We're going to circle back to you in a minute to give us a sneak peek on your chapter. Miss Jody, come on in and tell us all about your chapter and where people reach out to you to get the book. Okay. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I love, I have to say, all of my amazing co-authors to this book because we have so many things in common. You know, Jessica's using her strengths and her talents and her abilities and, you know, fulfilling her purpose through helping others. She has the experience and those strengths. And that's what I talk about in my chapter of becoming your own role model is instead of comparing ourselves to everyone else and what their strengths are and what their calling and purpose is of really truly connecting with our own of who we are and who we were meant to be who we're becoming who we're in that process of becoming so that we can step into that and it is absolutely about that fear right that loss of control or that fear of uncertainty and so instead of looking outside of ourselves we need to be looking inside, really, truly looking at who we were created to be and who we were meant to step into becoming. And so instead of looking outside for that role model of comparing ourselves and saying, well, I really wish I had her strength or I really wish I was like that. It's like, no, who are you so that you can develop those strengths? You can develop your own talents and your abilities that were given to you. And so for my chapter, that's what I really focused on is how to identify that, how to figure out who you are, how to really truly get to know yourself, not who you think you should be or what you think you should be doing or what you think you know your family or somebody else thinks you should be or that comparison to anyone out there on social media to truly look at ourselves and realize that it is a journey. You know, there's no moment where we've arrived, but when we can truly figure out what our purpose and what, you know, our calling and what our path is to get there, we can begin to really develop who we are to the fullest and highest ability. And we can step into our true self. We can open ourselves to prosperity. So we can open ourselves to becoming and igniting our true wealth and our true you know, uh, ability in abundance, right? Mm. So that we can really open ourselves to that and that we don't have to do it alone. You know, I love that Jessica talked about that fierce independence. And that was me. That was that lesson I needed to learn in that burnout. For me, a lot of it was to give up that fear of that loss of control, you know, to really be able to realize that I don't have to do all of these things alone. And when you were asking Dr. Pamela about what did I let go of, it was like, I needed to give away some things, right? I needed to let go of that pushing and that pressure. But I also needed to realize that other people have strengths for a reason. And it's so that they can complement my own so that I can give those things up to them so that I can just truly focus on what I'm meant to focus on and who I'm meant to help. And you know, being able to do that at my highest and best means having a clear vision of who I am and who I'm in the process 
of becoming so that I can become better and stronger and more grounded in my purpose each and every day. And so that's really what I focused on in my chapter was, you know, who are you becoming and really looking at that instead of looking left and looking right and looking on social media. It was like really looking at your path and where you're meant to be and who you're meant to become. Mm, That is so powerful. The power of the power of you. Yeah, the real you. I love that. Okay, so how do people follow you, get in touch with you, get the book from you. Tell us, tell us. Okay, so how they can connect with me is they can go on my website, is psychedupsuccess.com. So I did um, put my um, business name here on the screen. So it's psychedupsuccess.com. You can also find me uh, on Instagram or Facebook. So you can find me at Psyched Up Success, um, but they can go right on my website and I have a favorite resources tab or right on the homepage as well. They'll be able to see all of my books, including Igniting the Millionaire, Become Her to Be Her. And so they can order a signed copy directly from me right there. All right. Thank you so much, Jody. I appreciate it. I'm going to come back to you in, in a couple of minutes with one more question. And that is, is there anything else that you want to make sure that you share tonight before we wrap up? So when Jessica's done, I'm going to come back to you with that question. So you can be thinking about it. Jessica, all right. We want to hear all about your chapter, especially after you told us so many amazing things about you. I love how you connected the dots, by the way. I didn't say that before. How you connected the dots all the way back as a young girl and what you were doing and how those were the seeds of greatness that were put in you by the creator, by God himself. And that after you came to your faith, when you came to the Lord, or as you put it, he came to you, that then all of that made sense in a bigger way. And now here you are writing about it and instructing people. So I'm so excited with that foundation that you've laid to hear about your chapter. So tell us about your chapter and then how people can follow you, can find you and can get the book from you. Well, I titled the chapter, Your Why, because in ministry for one, we know and I was inspired to become a minister, um, but honestly, wherever God uses me, I am fine with that. I can be a social worker. I'm already in my seat far as I'm concerned because I am who I am and God ordained for me to be this person. I encourage people. I inspire wherever I go. And so I titled my chapter, Your Why. And the reason is because you, we all know money could be the rule of all evil. And when people are in their path becoming successful, it's so easy to be misguided you know your why can change when you start with your vision and your perspective in the process your why could change because you have to protect your inheritance there are going to be people that's going to come at you and when they do it can pain changes people yeah and so when you remember the why you know how to navigate you know how to navigate with what you're going to do to accumulate the money, the millions or the billions. I feel like when you follow purpose, God already has your inheritance. He tells us that in the Bible, 
He also tells us he's going to give us the desires of our hearts. And so when you follow what God, the seeds, I call it the bread, the bread, the bread trail crumbs. Yeah. When you follow the bread trail crumbs, according to purpose, the money is going to be there. Mm, so good. And you're why it reminds you of what's in your heart. Because pain will change a person. And then their character. And then their morals and integrity. God said, listen, I gave you the Old Testament. And then he created the New Testament. Right? The only difference between the two is the fact that he wanted people to go by their morals and integrity. He said, listen, just be a good person. And if you love me, tend to my sheep. Yeah. Right. That's why he sacrificed his only begotten son. And so when we follow our hearts, you remember the seeds that God put in you. Like I, mm -hmm. I was, I wanted to be everything God made me, but I did not know what that was. Until I followed my internal GPS, the Holy Spirit. Where was I comfortable at? Where was I uncomfortable at? And then I was able to be myself when I was comfortable. And whenever I did that, God did his part of our relationship, which was gave me purpose. He made things happen. He guided my footsteps by drawing divine people with the same heart to me. And those whose hearts were broken, God blessed me to be able to inspire them. Because, listen, we all need somebody to pour into us. Even the pastor got a pastor. Yeah. Because this is how the world is. We all need that support system. We all need that encouragement. We all need that uplifting and that empowerment. And so I say your why, because as you're navigating, it's so easy to lose your why, to lose the passion of your why right. the passion the passion is the fuel mm, the passion fuels the ambition yes so when you know your why you're gonna reach that goal into victory when you know your why you remember your why can't nobody give you their why They can't give you their why because you got your own purpose like you said you don't be their why you be your why you don't try to be like them you be like you and so with the why you God will protect your, your why he will protect your inheritance he will guide your footsteps he will bring divine connections he will make the whole thing play out because it was his will in the first place so good when, when you follow the why if it's coming from the heart you will never lose the why and a lot of purpose is bang is birth from pain. You know, I saw, like I said, I saw a lot of domestic violence. I saw people broken. I saw people feeling like there was no hope. I saw a lot of that growing up in poverty. So the only thing I could do is become a part of the change. Yeah. So when you remember the why, it's your happy place. Every time I come into divine appointments, I get happy. I get happy. But see, the enemy know that. And so that's when he comes to try to steal your joy. So when you remember the why, you get right back on track. You get right back on track. And then God does his part now. God does his part. As long as your why is correct, God will do his part. He promised us that. Because it's his will. It's his will. It's us that got to figure out what he wrote. He already wrote it.
God said, I know the end from the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's in the Bible. So I wrote your why because I want people to be empowered by the seed God put in them, not culture. Because culture is how the money roots to evil. Hmm. But when you in kingdom, heavenly kingdom, mindset, perspective, your passion will never die. Your heart will always give you creativity. Remember your why. That is so good. I love that. The why is so important. Um, a mentor of mine named Ian Harvey says, your why should make you cry. And that is happy tears, of course, not sad tears. But you're right. If you will remember your why, then you're going to be able to get through everything. That is so empowering, Jessica. Okay, how do people stay in touch with you and get the book from you? Um, people inbox me all the time. Um, but my website is just J U S C Jessicaville.com because and I chose the name just Jessicaville because I realized I had to get an enterprise because of all of the skills God gave me, all the things I'm into, even with the victory outreach, you know. So I put just Jessicaville because I, I'm just Jessica. I'm I'm not nobody else. I'm just myself. And if everybody believed in who God created them to be, then they would be empowered. That's yeah. why I only refer to myself as an influencer, because God gave me many skills like he gave Joseph. You know, I even know how to interpret dreams like Joseph was a dreamer. I'm a dreamer, yes. you know, but so much has been designed to kill our dreams as well. And so putting just Jessica is saying, listen, I came from this to this. And even though it may not be so big for other people, it's big for me mm. because God gave me a definition to my soul. Mm. So at the end of the day, I understood my why and I know my mission. I know my assignment. I know my purpose. And that was everything for me. Oh, that is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you know, you make that, Je you know, just Jessica sound so big. You know, sometimes you hear words like that. I'm just a, I'm just a, and you want to go, no, no, you're not just a bit. The way you make it sound, it sounds so big. You know, it, it sounds like just Jessica, you know, like it just, yeah, I love that. That is so powerful. Okay, but how do we, so just Jessica, then what is it? Dot just Jessica Ville, just Jessica Ville .com. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Thank Jessica. You. And we'll circle back to you in a moment for that final question. So if there's anything else, the final question is, is there anything else that you want to share? So you think about that as like your closing statement. Um, Jody, just Jody. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> what, what's on your heart that you want to share before we end this evening? Yes, absolutely. I'm just me. But that is so huge. And I love that. So thank you for that, Jessica. I'm going to be using that now, too. So I wanted to share that focusing on you, focusing on stepping into who you were meant to become, and even igniting the millionaire within yourself is not selfish. You know, the definition of selfish 
is to be chiefly concerned with your own personal profit or pleasure to the detriment of other people. And that is not what we're talking about at all. What we are talking about is stepping into who you were truly meant to become so that you can be in service, so that you can step up and use your strengths and your God-given talents and abilities to help others. And so when we think of self-care, when we think of getting support, I love that Jessica said, you know, a pastor needs a pastor, a therapist needs a therapist, a coach needs a coach. You know, when you are focusing on your growth and your self-care and you are reaching out for support, it is not selfish because when you are able to step into who you fully are, find that why, find that passion, find that purpose and figure out the path to follow that, that means you are going to be a model for others to do the same. That means you are going to be able to help others. You know, Jessica talked about really being a good steward of her own mental health and being able to help others with theirs. You know, so when we're able to do that, when I was able to you know, recover from and now prevent you know, burnout and I can share my story with other people, that serves them, that supports them. And so when we focus on ourselves, again, that is not selfish. That is self-fulfilling and absolutely yes it's going to honor you know who we were meant to become but it is not to the detriment of anyone else and so just remember that everyone who's listening that taking care of you means you can take care of everyone else and everything else in your life at your best and highest self oh that is so powerful jody and you know i'm thinking about that detriment to others and that how not doing self-care is really selfish because that is going to be to the detriment, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody around us, when we are too selfish to take care of ourselves, right? So you brought that right to the top tonight with what you were just sharing. So if anybody's out there feeling condemned about taking care of themselves, just remember that definition of selfish that Jody shared to the detriment. Just remember that part. If you don't remember anything else to the detriment of others, if you're not on your game, who's going to be affected by that? If you're burnt out, who's going to be affected by that? Right? And so, oh my goodness, you need this book. You need this book because you got to read these ladies chapters and and all the others. Thank you, Deborah. Where's my book? I want to hold it up here. Thank you for being such a powerful visionary and leading us down this path. You are amazing, amazing, amazing friend. And we love you. You're a powerful woman of God, powerful visionary. Thank you for igniting all of us to our greatness. Uh, Jessica, all right, come on in. Last thoughts, final comments. Um, I just want to say that without faith, it truly is impossible to please God. Is this God want us all to be happy? He don't want us to suffer. And I say without faith, it's impossible to please God. And it's true because if you don't have faith, then you're basically saying that God can't change a situation or he can't make it better or he can't provide a way. Having faith is a cousin of hope, which is a sister of belief. You know, we learn about church. They say, do you believe? Do you believe? 
But there, this all it all goes together. Hope, believe, faith. And God didn't give us the spirit of fear. So for me as a mother, I wanted to become something originally for the people in the community, which in return it was a I wanted to be had to have something and become something for my kids. If you can't do something for you and you want to do something for your kids, you can't get up and be ambitious for yourself because of circumstance. But you want to be something for your kids. Have faith. Because in return, there's going to be a birthing. There's going to be a birthing of purpose. Mm. So get up. When I didn't get up, Apostle Deborah Allen lit fire under me. When I was so discouraged, I was so discouraged, I got tired of the opposition. She lit fire under me. And in return, I was ignited. Yes. So have faith. Keep your hope. Have faith and reach for higher heights because there will be a beautiful resolve. There's always a beautiful resolve when you go to God. So have faith. Have faith? Have faith. And I'm hearing don't quit. Like having faith is you're not going to quit, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Ain't no quitting. It ain't no quitting with God. He parted the sea. It ain't no quitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jessica fired up now. <laughs> no quitting. And don't be selfish by ignoring yourself. And really by ignoring your faith. Ignoring your faith because we are all here with a purpose, as I like to say, by design, right? And so we're going to go after that design. We are going to achieve what we're put here to do. We're going to be the best version of ourselves while we do it. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Jessica, for being here tonight. Thank you, everybody who's watching live and later. Get this book. Thank you, uh, Apostle Deborah, Dr. Apostle Deborah. We love you all so much. We'll talk to you soon. See you later. Bye.